0: Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX, sponsored by Michaels Flooring, the flooring experts, MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com.
2: And welcome to Overnight America going to be a fun night we have ourselves a illinois bigfoot hunter joining us next hour where he'll explain some of the sounds he has heard and witnessed like this one how would you like to be walking around at night in the dark and hear that nope (laughs) nope i'm gonna say a big no on that one That's all next hour. And I know there's a lot of interest when we do stories like that. I wanted to start by at least bringing this one story up. At KMOX.com, push to reopen loop trolley with federal money meets overwhelming displeasure. I don't know if displeasure is a strong enough word for most people when they hear the term, hey, trolley and then they coupled it with more money into the money pit. How much money do we have in the region that we can just continue to throw millions of dollars at this thing as if we don't have any other ways to spend it? Oh, I can think of about, oh, I don't know, 150 other ways to spend it. And the loop trolley would not even be close to that 150. It'd probably be closer to about the you know 1,000th type of thing in the list if I were to come up with ways to spend a million in this case, uh, supporters of the failed public transportation system in St. Louis Shopping, Food, and Entertainment District are asking for Buck twenty six of federal money. When I say that, it's $1.26 But, you know, for talking about, uh, you know, government tax dollars, the way they throw money out in the county to uh, out-of-town lobbyists and out-of-state surveys and things, $1.26 is a chump change for them. Oh, we can find that in our cushions. I am deathly afraid that they're going to try to bring this back up and waste more money on it. And I don't think too many people want it. I think there's a lot of people that don't want it. I think that they like the idea of it. There's uh, something my wife does. When she orders a hamburger, she'll order it with tomatoes. And as soon as she gets the burger, she'll pick the tomato off and throw it away. And I say, that's such a waste. Why do you do that? She said, I like the idea that the tomato was there. It adds just enough, a little bit of flavor without me actually having to eat the tomato. I feel like the loop trolley is that tomato. I think people like the idea of it, but when push comes to shove, throw it away, <laughs> throw it away. It ain't worth it. We've uh, wasted a lot of money on this thing. I don't know if that's the perfect analogy, but it's at least one. And tomorrow we're actually going to have a couple of different guests to come on and talk about what a waste that sort of thing is. And another thing too, at KMOX.com, um, there is this debate in the Missouri house has passed a bill for guns on buses and public transit. And you can find this on KMOX.com. It's out of Jefferson City, of course, with the Missouri House passing that bill on Monday. one twenty-four to 32 it sends it to the state Senate, which is also led by Republicans, which would indicate that it should allow it. So firearms, in this case, would not be permitted on Amtrak, but they would be permitted on public transportation. I want to just point out one thing. How bad is public transportation in Missouri or even here in St. Louis that something like this is a need? Doesn't that tell you a lot about our public transportation system that it's so bad that in the state legislature, they have to put a law into place that says you are allowed to defend yourself with a deadly weapon and keep it on you if you do so step foot on one of these public transportation machines? That sounds old-timey when you put the machine in there. But still, if anything, doesn't this put a pretty big warning that we got major problems on our public transportation and things aren't getting better? Doesn't this indicate that maybe we need to do something different when it comes to security or policing on places like Metrolink here in St. Louis? Because if it's so bad where the security guards can't actually have a deadly weapon, we're talking about the the security guards and tragedy striking just a month ago. You're on you're in it. You know what? If you're gonna step on, you're on your own. Is that the new slogan of Metrolink? Hey, congratulations. You can arm yourself and you're on your own. They would almost make it a nice little jingle around it. Da-da-da-da-da. You're on your own with Metrolink. And they make it sound like it's a positive, but it's really a pretty bad negative. And I keep thinking, if you didn't have to ride the Metrolink, why would you? Reading the news, hey, congratulations, if you're stepping on, just know everyone's packing. And you might be a target, but hey, at least you have the ability to uh, defend yourself. So I think that'll go through. I hope it does. They say it's dangerous to allow the public to make these choices. Yeah, okay. You can say it's dangerous, but what's the alternative? How much money are you going to be able to pony up and where is it coming from in order to properly secure these things? And the answer is uh, we can't. And let's say by state or some of them that fight back on security guards being arms, then what are you going to do? There's the only one thing you can do either you don't ride it, you stay away from it, or you allow the person to be able to defend themselves. And that's the situation we're in right now. Scary, right? Yeah, I know. Scary. And what would you rather spend money on? Uh, I'm guessing if you had the opportunity and you had 1.2 million and you had to spend it either on the trolley or security for the Metrolink locally, I think you would say, you know, I think uh, I think that needs to go to the Metrolink. I'm kind of tired of hearing people getting hassled, harassed, assaulted, killed, shot, stabbed, drug deals, all these things. Uh, I'm kind of sick of hearing this. Maybe we'll spend that extra money on, you know properly securing these things as opposed to allowing it to go to the wild wild West like you're in some kind of uh, market place in the future where anything goes yeah be careful there all right coming up in a after the break we're gonna talk about some of the different problems we're still having with crime here in the city of St. Louis And there was one instance in St. Charles that went a little wild. There's one story, by the way, this KDSK story, or KSDK story, where they were talking about this standoff that happened in St. Charles. It was an hour-long standoff. There's one bit of information in there that I'm surprised they are downplaying. So I'll tell you that after the break. And also joining us this hour is Dr. Don Vaughn. And he is someone that does a lot of research. He digs deep into the data, and he digs deep into research polling and we're going to talk to him about some of the different polls they've conducted here in St. Louis. What does it mean for the mayoral race that's going on? Maybe some of the different polls they've used in the past, the presidential race, things like that. Invisibly is the company. He's the head of product, and he's joining us later this hour, too. This is Overnight America KMOX. St.
0: Louis's weather station, KMOX.
2: One person texted in... Metrolink jingle is better than the Cardinal song you like. I don't know about that. I mean, the Cardinals have a pretty strong song back in the 70s. I do think it's a great little little tune. Uh, going back to the Metrolink jingle I made up. You're on your own, Metrolink. Referring to, <laughs> referring to in the States. They're going to make it a state law and it looks like it's going to happen Uh, the way that the House voted it overwhelmingly, that you're allowed to arm yourself when you go on public transportation. I'm guessing that would also include Metrolink and things are so dangerous on some of these and some of the terrible crimes are committed that people are sick of being victimized and not having proper security. And even the security that's there, if they're a security guard, they're not allowed to have anything that's of deadly force. So I guess if they have a whistle or something, but... I, it's so bad, not just uh, around the state, but particularly here in St. Louis. It makes you wonder what kind of branding they would have to use on MetroLink. You're on your own, MetroLink. I think it's a good jingle, actually, but not as good as the Cardinals. We can do it song that I like so much. Hey. we go. On, this is Now they probably paid 20 grand for that jingle. <laughs> I'm sure it came with all kinds of other bells and whistles to it. But here we are in 2021, probably about 40 years removed from when that was last played as <laughs> a Cardinals song. <laughs> and thank you for spending that much money that long ago. I'm just guessing. I have no much no insight in how much they paid for that. But those jingles are not cheap. And then when you factor in, it was a professional ball club, they always upcharge you for that. Oh, it's gonna be for the Cardinals, huh? That means this is the price. They don't give you a discount when you're uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, one of the most storied franchises in all of baseball history. KMOX.com. I've been pulling some stories there if you want to see that. And if you want to call in, you can. we got a couple of minutes at 314-436-7900. You can call or text that line. And I hope that you enjoyed that song. I know the person that texted me did not enjoy that song. There's a follow-up to a story that we've been wondering if they were going to be able to find the person responsible for a death that happened on February 5th. It was an incident in South St. Louis. And we know that the person that was murdered, Don Yorker, 53 years old, real tragic. He was just checking his mail. He was at his house, got home from work around 6 o'clock on a Friday night, stepped out to get his mail, just like a lot of you do. I'm guessing that just like him, if you are someone that gets home after the mailman is uh, around, You park your car, you walk out to the mailbox, you do a quick check and see if there's anything in there. You walk back into the garage and into the house or front door or whatever it is. And just like any other day, he did the exact same thing. Just got home, checked his mail. In this case, a teenager, Leeger Craig, is accused, uh, 18 years old, now under arrest for his murder, just in cold blood. Uh, There was a doorbell video that was captured of this, a white Toyota Avalon pulling up in front of the house where Yorker was getting his mail. The man asked Yorker for directions to Union Station and then shot him right in the face. Shell casing was there, 9 millimeter pistol. He was pronounced dead on the scene. Truly horrific crime that, it unnecessary, Un, totally unnecessary. And I'm so glad that they were able to at least get someone into custody. Let's hope that uh, there's some closure there because a lot of family members and friends and coworkers and all of them We're hoping that something would happen there was a reward offered for answers and maybe that played a consideration once people realized that oh i can get some money for turning in someone that did a pretty terrible thing and doesn't deserve to be out of jail um let's let's just hope that everything that is lined up the evidence and whatnot that they're able to uh put some peace to all of this and just a terrible terrible crime one other thing uh from ksdk Man shoots arrows at officers during hour-long barricade in St. Charles County. SWAT team shows up pretty late. They said they were there for apparently, what, eight hours? That's a long time to be hanging out. First responded at 8.25 p.m. at a home in St. Charles. Uh, no, excuse me, O'Fallon Police of so St. Charles County. And he said that he was a uh, homicidal threats. Family members were able to get out of the home while calling for help, leaving the man inside. But he started shooting arrows at the officers. And this is the thing. Um, I was listening to the KSDK story. They were doing a bit on the news on this. And they said, ended peacefully. And I thought, okay, eight hours, SWAT team. They had arrow shot at him. I guess you can say it ended peacefully. But officers tried to get the man. They deployed a taser. The man went back and forth into the house, barricading himself. That doesn't sound peacefully when you start shooting arrows. Uh, negotiators, crisis negotiators arrived at the house, began talking to the man, grabbing a bow and arrow, started shooting arrows at officers stationed at the front and back of the home at the point while concerned for safety, the officers, uh, deployed tear gas inside man went into his basement. Officers continued to try to negotiate. They gave this guy a lot of grace. Uh, the situation lasted eight hours until, uh, the man deemed that no longer can he go on with this, but I, I don't know if that necessarily means ended peacefully. That might be a little bit of a stretch. But I wanted to point out a few things. I know that St. Charles, but going back to the crime we've had here in the city of St. Louis, it's never ending. It's where we always check the numbers and the odometers continuing to roll. You ever been outside and you think that you have all the appliances off in your house and you go look at the electric meter and the wheel is ever so slowly turning and you're thinking, I wonder what is making that turn. Is it the fridge? Is it plugged in other appliances that may be running? Is it just dragging juice from something that's not even on right now? It's just because it's plugged in and you sit there and you wonder this sort of thing. And I do something similar when it comes to the homicides in the city of St. Louis, because if there were a meter that showed the amount of violent crimes and everything else that is tabulated in the city of St. Louis, in particular, homicides, the things that we can't seem to fix, If you were looking at that meter, that wheel would constantly be moving, always moving. And unfortunately, the last couple of years, that wheel has been moving fairly quickly, much more quickly than we would want it to. And right now, we keep hearing about these homicides. The last update from the St. Louis Metropolitan Police still has that number at 33. But we know that number is a lot higher because it was the last updated yesterday. And there were more homicides yesterday. And we hear in the news today, more homicides. I wanted to point out. At the end of March last year, we were at 33 homicides. So we're just a couple of weeks in, not even two full weeks into March, and we've already elapsed where we were at this point last year by a lot because we're going to blow past that by the time we get out of March. That number's probably going to be in the, what, the 40s? Hopefully it's not in the 50s, but it'll, it'll probably be in the 40s at least. And we go back and look at the way things trend last year. In the year 2020, we had 262 homicides, one of the worst years in the city of St. Louis in the past 50 years. Truly terrible. Look what that does not only to our reputation, which has already been tarnished as a city, but what does that do to the people that live here? The mentality to think that if they go inside of the city, that one moment they'll be in a safe area and the next thing you know, they're going to be a victim of a crime or a family member is going to be a victim. And this is even during a pandemic when there weren't a lot of people out. This is a, during a time when you think that most of it would have been dialed back. Much like the natural weather situation seem to have an effect. If you got a big snowstorm, it seems like crime goes down because there's less people that are out there committing crimes. It's a weird thing. Heavy storms seem to damper protests and things that turn violent. And those things sometimes work in your favor. You would think a pandemic, something like that, but not really. Crime doesn't sleep. Much like rust never sleeps. And when we continue to look at this, it's something that we don't pay enough attention to. I know that we talk about the horrific things that go on, just like that one story about the man who walked out to his mailbox and was shot. And now a month later, we have a suspect in custody, an 18 year old that's been charged with the murder of that South St. Louis man, which hope that that wheel, that that metric, whatever it is that we continue to watch will one day slow to the point where we're not embarrassed by it. We're not embarrassed when there's any sort of national coverage on the city of St. Louis and it's something terrible, it's something horrific. We have so many good things going for the city that will never get the same attention as other cities that have their act together when it comes to crime. Imagine if we had this uh, taken care of and we were able to brag about everything else that's going on. Imagine that. Imagine if we didn't have an asterisk next to our name whenever someone says, oh, this is a great city to take your kids to on vacation, asterisk. Oh, it's very dangerous, though. Don't go outside at night or in downtown or north or whatever. This is this would be terrible. I would hate to see that. All right, so we're going to take a look at your weather. That's going to be coming up next. And afterwards, how does data drive research in the city of St. Louis. Dr. Don Vaughn's going to be joining us right after. This is Overnight America KMOX.
3: Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Cardinals Spring Training is underway in Jupiter, Florida. And King of OX's Mike Claiborne is covering it all. Here his daily reports, mornings and afternoons. And on Cardinals Open Live. Sponsored in part by Norm's Bargain Barn and Wilkie Windows. i your voice in the St. Louis Cardinals. King of
2: OX. Welcome back to Overnight America. I'm your host, Ryan Recker, and joining us now is the head of product for Invisibly, Dr. Don Vaughn. Thanks for coming on to KMOX. What's St. Louis like in the data game today? It seems like it's a growing industry in the city.
3: Yeah, you know, our, our founder of our company, uh, of Invisibly, he's Jim McKelvey. He founded Square. He's a, you know a big name in St. Louis, and he's really done a lot of work to bring technology to St. Louis, and Invisibly is no different.
2: That is really cool. What kind of things are we researching out of St. Louis with invisibly?
3: Yeah, I think what people have realized over the last couple elections is that how polling works and how market research is done is um, completely broken. If you look at some of the predictions about what the Trump-Biden race was going to shake out, both in 2020 and how it looked in 2016 as well, polls are off by, I think the CNN poll I saw most recently was off by 17 points. And so uh, what Jim came up with, the idea is that we should be giving people control back of how they answer surveys and respond and just deal with their data online. So what it Invisibly does is we're a, a polling company, and we allow anyone to do market research out there and ask anyone online their opinion about things. And in this case, um, a lot of what we've been doing has been, we've had a lot of success in the political sector asking, hey, who are you going to vote for? Uh, and then when you actually ask people that in a way online on, on websites, you find you get really accurate results. We actually predicted the 2020 presidential race within four electoral votes.
0: Hmm.
2: Wow. You're based here in St. Louis. And when did you guys start up?
3: That's right. We're a couple years old. Um, It's about three years that we've been developing this type of technology. Um, It's just come to life, though, in the last six months. You know, when you do technology, it sometimes takes a little while to get it right. And uh, now the polls are showing that we have got it right. Cool. So when
2: I when I hear about this, I think, OK, this is kind of fun. People like to go online and they like to see what the predictions are, what the polls are, particularly around presidential elections. But what's the day to day type of usage for something like this? So would you market this mostly to large companies or trying to get a better idea of how to market themselves or is this used for something else?
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. It's it's a, uh, what we do is any kind of market research that companies want to do, any questions they might have about consumers if you're in the age of COVID, you certainly can't get people to show up in person. Um, but if when you when you do things online, and you want to do research, um, sometimes you have to, you pay people a lot of money, they show up to focus groups, maybe they give you an honest answer, maybe they don't. And so what we've developed is technology that can be shown to any American on any website, and you can target it down to specific locations, but you can ask any questions. And so we see businesses wanting to understand other things like, how do my or is my messaging coming across and my values. And so we discovered that Um, Chick-fil-A has a, has a lot of, um, love for their brand. And even McDonald's has had this surprising uptick in, um, how people perceive their jobs in McDonald's careers. And it turns out they've been putting a lot of dollars into that. So we're basically just trying to ask people questions and see, is there anything, um, that you want to know and ask consumers? And we facilitate that in terms of a survey. Mm, I
2: love their chicken minis at chick-fil-a they are so good <laughs> so that's where it all starts if you got a good breakfast sandwich like that uh, but I also wonder too square. about when <laughs> when someone... Is approach to do these surveys. You know that they're a little standoffish. You're like I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. Just like it's like when you go on YouTube or whatever, and it gives you an option to skip the ad. People skip the ad. So how do you get people that actually want to engage in this sort of thing? So you're getting an actual honest response. So you know that the data you're receiving is actually accurate.
3: You know, I had the most interesting experience, Ryan, which is we didn't even develop this technology to do political polling, or it was really just a way to get feedback from people online but what we found was that i don't know if your audience knows this how a lot of political polls are done is they literally call people's landlines
1: mm-hmm. or they
3: robo dial their mobile phones and i don't know about you but i'm not picking that up and if i am i'm going to lie about what's happening because why are you robo calling me on my phone i don't need any more spam so we know that how market research is done right now is was just completely broken so we've we sort of shifted paradigms and it turns out that people do want to, if you ask them in a non intrusive way, just as they're reading content, it's not a pop up. We just, you might, uh, we might appear on a, on a website in the corner and we might ask you, are you voting for Trump or Biden? Are you going to take the COVID vaccine or not? Which, by the way, is about 50 50. Um, but it's unobtrusive. intrusive. You can continue reading. You don't have, no one's calling your phone. No one's blowing you up. It feels very anonymous. I think, again, being called on your phone feels very personal. Uh, you have my phone number. How did you get it? Versus this is just a simple question online. And when you ask people, in more of a friendly and anonymous manner, you actually get a pretty high engagement rate.
2: Yeah, and the thing too, you know, being in the radio industry, much like TV and I'm sure other industries too, there's a lot of methodology that goes into trying to figure out Mm -hmm. how many people listen Mm -hmm. to us and things. And there's always like on the back end, the radio industry or the TV industry or even movies and all of that, they have different metrics that they like to try to apply and try to understand these sort of things. There's all these different tricks that uh, you try to use or whatever. But I, I think about, the way websites in this type of polling works and how difficult it must be because we're so fragmented in the type of things we search for, at least when it comes to my industry in talk radio and news. I think about if you're on a website that's, You know, Fox News versus MSNBC, you're probably more likely to get different results in answers based on the same question, depending on even just the site you're at. So that's got to be hard, I think, to zipper together and try to mesh to make sure you're getting all of the right demographics that would kind of spread out over all of these
3: different types of sites. Yeah, spot on. I mean, that's a lot of the problem with most market research is if you go pay somebody 50 bucks to sit on your panel and give you feedback, that's not really representative of most Americans. Like those are people who are out there trying to make money for focus groups Um, and nothing wrong with that, but don't pretend that it represents everybody's opinions. And the same thing when you call people's landlines for polling predictions, people who have landlines is not everybody in America by far. And the same thing (laughs) with robocalls. So there's all these problems. So, you know, my background is a scientist and I spent a lot of time thinking about, well, how are you going to ask people in a way that gives you a, you know, a, an unbiased response. That's the deep question in all of this, is I want something that represents my true audience. So what we do is, um, if you do show things on Fox or, or CNN, you are gonna get um, biased results, clearly. No, no concern about that. But what our technology does is we actually have the ability to do these market research surveys across thousands, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of different websites. And so what, what really it's about is it's about, Ryan, scale. You have to, if you ask enough people in enough varied conditions, you're going to get all sorts of biases, but that ends up canceling out. And we end up being able to predict the electoral college within four votes. And we predicted just locally close in St. Louis, we predicted the only person that I'm aware of that actually predicted Tashara Jones. And we got her within two percentage points of what actually Mm. uh, the turnout was.
2: Dr. Don Vaughn, Invisibly's Head of Product, joining us here on KMOX. They're a St. Louis-based startup. So let's talk about that in particular, the St. Louis mayoral race. And a lot of people looked at Lewis Reed and some of the other polls out there predicted that he would take it. He's got the name recognition. He's the Board of Aldermen president. So he had what seemed like yep. an advantage. But when you did this poll, what were some of the things that you think you did differently in order to make your poll more accurate?
3: we employed our new survey technology which no one else is doing it's it's really we're in the digital age we can't poll like it's the 1960s and so we have this new market research technology that we apply to polling and we had a much that let us get a much larger sample size so the other sample the other you know the missouri scout for example was 500 we got 2x that in terms of the numbers of people that we got we were able to run it really close to when the actual um, election happened so that we had something that was up to date Uh, there's no lag there and what that allowed us to produce is that we got Tashara Jones at 35 percent and she came in at 37. Uh, another interesting thing that no one else picked up was that we saw that Kara Spencer was going to come in second place. And Lewis Reed was in a uh, third place position. And that was uh, contrary to both of the other polls that I'm aware of that are actually out there. So they, they missed the first place and they missed the second place. Why are we still using outdated technology? So when you do something like that,
2: are you specifically only looking at the city of St. Louis, or do you cast a little wider net to see what the outlining area may have to try to understand certain patterns?
3: Yeah, um, we only do we only do people who are eligible voters uh, are registered and are in the local geographic uh, area. We're able to, to address our surveys to only people who are in the, the uh, area. So, so when you yeah, do you something can, uh, like...
2: Yeah, I was going to say, mostly to get them enticed to take a survey like this, are they able, do you find that most people are more inclined to just do it out of the sake of doing it because, you know, they're online, they're bored, they got a little extra time or do you have to like bribe them a little like, hey, you're in the running for a <laughs> gift card, bees, or something like that?
3: <laughs> no, it, I just think, you know, Jim is the one who got me enrolled in this company and this startup and this vision of just like, the internet's broken. Like what people are, there's just no respect for people online. You get stocked with ads. People are, you know, Facebook's making tons of money off you and showing you posts to try and get you to stay up and click longer. And so we don't play that game. Our mission at invisibly is to empower people with their data. And this is just a nice, simple way of, we just ask them, we don't say you get three confetti explosions for every answer that you give you, <laughs> Hey, who are you going to vote for, are you interested in being part of the conversation? We'll respect your responses goodbye. We're not going to attach it to your voter file and track you for decades. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen this. We do work with people and there's, um, you know, when they come at it from their angle, it's, okay, here's this person's first name, last name, um, address, their probable voting history in the previous elections. Here's how they answered all our questions in the past. Here's uh, their ethnicity inferred based on their name. Like, I think people are rightly suspicious. When you get called on your personal phone, um, people know things about you. And we're just taking a much more respectful approach because this polling and market research is kind of our first endeavor. You know, we have the success in being able to do market research better and faster than anyone else. But the bigger play, Ryan, is we are on a mission to take back control of people's data for them. We want people to be in charge of what they have online and we're releasing a product Next month, actually, that will allow you to just make money from your data uh, rather than Facebook and Google.
2: And I, there was a lot of talk during the 2016 election about that Canadian data firm, and they're slipping my mind right now, but people do have a lot Killy? of concerns. What was that? Are you think, is it Kelly? No, but it was the one that uh, later had a lot of uh, questions about the information they use. I think that they were more intertwined with Facebook and the way that they were trying to probe information Mm -hmm. that were being used on some of these apps. People didn't know this data was being mined by them. It was real questionable. So people do have a better understanding of how their data is being used, and they are skeptical. They don't want to be the product, I guess. So. When you yeah. do something like this, there you, you realize that people do have their guard up. And how do you just how do you try to put their guard down, make it so it's a little bit safer so they don't feel like they're constantly gonna be bombarded with spam for the rest of their life by filling out one thing?
3: Yeah, you know, well we don't ask for any information from people. Um we don't I like it to contact them in the future. I don't ask you for email, I don't ask you for your phone. I can ensure that you only take the survey once and that's there for the accuracy, but who are you going to vote for? How likely are you to vote? Are you a registered voter? Um, things like that. And that's that's the end of it.
2: That makes it easy enough. So it's interesting because I know there's a lot of companies that are always interested in this sort of thing. What do you do? Do you go market yourself to different large companies and things, or do people come to you? I'm just kind of curious the, the process of how this normally works.
3: Yeah, we're still, i got to be honest, Ryan, we're still figuring that out, which is uh, we now have w- what I you know, this technology just predicted the presidential race more accurate than any other poll out there. I mean, no one got it this this close. Uh, Even the 538, which aggregates everybody else's polls, missed it big time, Um, Mm -hmm. because they just aggregated a bunch of biased polls. So no shocker there. But so we're just kind of doing interviews like this to get the word out that there's a new way of doing business um, that doesn't rely on yeah technology from the 1960s. There's this thing called the internet and uh, polling has changed and improved and any kind of market research can be done. You know, we can turn surveys around in two days. And so we're just talking about it. And um, so we are getting a lot of leads organically, but we can't argue with results at the end of the day. Yeah. I'll say that I, I, we got a lot of crap, Ryan, from um, the institutions. And that's what happens when you have a startup is you have to break through these old school things. So I've been fighting with the Washington Post. They don't want to list us as an official, um, you know, uh, validated uh, provider and pollster because we use technology and methods that they don't agree with because it's not the standard. And I'm sitting there thinking your gold standard is garbage because it didn't work. <laughs> I, mean, who ca- I don't care about the methodology. Look, I mean, it's ridiculous. But like at the end of the day, if I had a magic eight ball and I clicked it and it always predicted the next president, it doesn't really matter if we do the... Re- the demographic rebalancing according to your method or another method. It just doesn't matter. So we're just in this battle, um, and that happens. And at the end of the day, if you want accurate results, come to us. And if you want something that's uh, old school, go with somebody else.
2: I like that. You know, it's the, you're not going to make friends. You go into some of these more traditional ones and say, and everything you've come to know to be true is garbage. Uh, one other thing real quick. Yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> As a startup here in St. Louis with Invisibly, how many employees are there? 25. Great. That's awesome. Are you guys planning on yeah. expanding in the future?
3: Yeah, we're I I mean, we're just we're having great success with this. All the polls we're doing so far, um, you know, have just come out really really well. I mean, I again, I didn't even I didn't even intend the technology to be used for political polling. It was just as a scientist, I was like, "How do I measure if I'm accurate or not?" I can't tell about, you know, Chick-fil-A's how much people love it. I don't know what the truth is, but I know the truth in polling, and so it's been this really great benchmark to prove objectively that we are better than other people. So we're getting we're getting a lot of influx. And uh, we're at the, and we're now in this phase of expanding, like I said, because we're moving beyond polling to what if you wanted to make, you know, you respond to one of our surveys. Would you also like to make money off those responses by uh, taking control of your data and either licensing it out because you're interested in things or not? So that's this next phase for us. of It's your data. You own it. Google doesn't own it. Facebook doesn't own it. And we don't own it. What do you want to do with your data? It's powerful. Wow.
2: You know, that's interesting. So how about you take it a step further? And once you have the rights to someone's data, then you can defend them in court as they sue a Google or Facebook to say they are improperly using data that <laughs> someone else has the rights to. And the next thing you know, you're taking back people's uh, data, kind of like these life locks and things when it comes to like social security numbers. So they'll alert you when someone's using your data inappropriately. And you could go out there and say, that's right, we'll defend you for a company that's using it in a way that they're not licensed to. So you can make, uh, you know, you got to hire a bunch of lawyers. <laughs> years for that. That'll be the next thing. Uh, Dr. Don Vaughn, by the way, people wanted to find out about invisibly. How can they do that?
3: If you just go to invisibly.com or you can check out some of our social accounts at get invisibly and uh, you'll have all the full results of our polling and uh, other COVID vaccination and type surveys there.
2: You'd be a hero if uh, you could litigate people's freedom when it comes to
3: uh, data. And well, I, that's, a- <laughs> I, that's a step on you, but you're actually not that far from, what our, from where we're looking at, which is we do think people need to use your data ethically or they should have lawsuits yes. filed against them.
2: Yes, all right, we'll have to bring you back on soon. I love this. All right, Dr. Don <laughs> Vaughn, thank you so much for coming on to KMOX. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Dr. Vaughn is the uh, head of product of Invisibly. You can look them up online. He joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line on Overnight America KMOX.
0: Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring. The flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com.
2: All right, it's Overnight America. I'm very excited because next hour, all hour from 9 till 10, we're going to have a Bigfoot hunter on, and he'll actually be willing to answer your questions about hunting the Bigfoot, anything you've ever wanted to know about Bigfoot. So he is joining us with sounds and audio of some of the different Bigfoot hunts he's been on in the past. And this is uh, from a listener recommendation. His name is Stan Courtney. He's over in Illinois, and he's done a lot of local sightings and findings. I'll really enjoy this next hour i need a break uh, one quick thing i saw that the cdc put out some guidelines things you can do once you're fully vaccinated and it reads to me a list like when they put together those like ads for different medications you can ride a horse again or whatever uh, so uh, you can visit fully vaccinated people indoors without wearing masks uh, unvaccinated people with a single household who are at low risk could also go indoors without wearing masks or physical distancing and refrain from quarantine testing following known exposures. Is that uh, good enough for you? All right. Bigfoot, next hour, KMOX.